Well, hello, I am Matt Williamson. I am back at you here after watching the game a second time. I'm still not done analyzing it. Um, I can't say I feel really any better about things. I was uh, pretty discouraged you know, in the first podcast, yesterday's podcast, and don't feel much better about it watching a second time. It was a basically a non-competitive game. Wasn't as bad as Cowboys Giants Sunday night, but it was in that stratosphere. I mean, it had that feeling like when, you know, Alabama plays Alabama State or something like that. Like these two teams aren't close to one another. But I got a bunch of random nuggets. Um, some of them will start with Mike Tomlin's press conference, paraphrasing here, but a couple of things he said I couldn't agree more um, and I think are telling. He kept using the words, weighty downs that they kept losing on weighty downs a lot of first first down problems on both sides of the ball third down conversions crucial times of the game clutch you know i mean this is me just reacting to tomlin he's 100% right i mean they lost all downs not just the weighty downs but certainly that was a massive factor not all downs and situations are created equal and I thought he said this well, and he's 100% right, and we talked about it going in, that Niners play a certain way, and when they play that way, they're nearly unbeatable. And this game unfolded to San Francisco's personality was more or less what he said. And they allowed it to happen. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm not saying, boy, they got a good bounce here and there, and then all of a sudden the game unfolded to the Niners' personality. But it certainly did. And then the Steelers were very much playing outside their comfort zone, which is exactly how the Niners make a lot of teams play. But he's 100% right. Now, this is interesting to me. And again, these aren't his exact words, but he more or less said there weren't enough meaningful offensive snaps to really even evaluate the offensive problems. And again, I'm really paraphrasing on that one. And there is some truth to that. I mean, people forget that this game is such a small sample size. And they played so few snaps in the first half when it was even kind of a close to an even playing field that I don't know that you can just say, boy, Matt Canada's an idiot. The left tackle stinks. The running backs all need replaced. But Kenny was terrible. And I saw a lot of open receivers that the ball didn't get to where it needed to be. I mean, to me, that was the number one problem, without question, was Pickett's play. Now, do I think he's going to be horrible the rest of his career? Not, not at all. I was shocked how badly he played. But I do think there is something to what they run. Like, I mean, this is off the top of my head, like 15 snaps before the game was out of hand. I mean, yeah, those 15 snaps didn't go well. But it's only 15 snaps in the end, you know. So, yes, you analyze them heavily. But before this game was out of hand, there wasn't a lot of body of work to evaluate on offense. I'm not making excuses. So, <laughs> along those lines. So, here's some stats and quotes and things as I often gather since we talked last. And the Steelers failed to record a single first down on their first five possessions, going three and out all five times. I'm sure you guys recall that. And meanwhile, the defense didn't get a weighty stop on the Niners' first four possessions. So that's exactly what Tomlin's saying. I mean, it's 20 to nothing before you know it. And again, that unfolded to San Francisco's personality. Well, if you got some first downs, it wouldn't have been quite as bad. 
And as bad as things were early, and they were horrible, they did put together a 12-play, 95-yard touchdown drive in the closing seconds, makes it 20-7 to going into the locker room. And at the time, it felt like, okay, this is nice, but this game still isn't close to being competitive. And frankly, it wasn't. But watching it, it wasn't like the Niners were just totally in prevent either. You know, I mean, they were doing their best stuff. I mean, they weren't. I mean, they were playing off to some degree, but it, it was still an impressive 12 play drive that ate up 95 yards and you end up scoring. And that happened. So at least give them credit on that. So watching this a second time, you probably noticed it. And I'm not that I missed it the first time, but I should have should have men- mentioned it. But the, the first touchdown to Ayuk, Patrick Peterson slipped. I mean, does that mean does that mean that he slipped because he's old and terrible? I don't think so. I think he was a fluky thing. He slipped. Ayuk, boom. And then the other one, I'm not sure Peterson could have done anything better when Ayuk just beat the crap out. I mean, just played the ball so incredibly physically and well. I mean, just pulls the ball out of the air and outfought Peterson. So Peterson did make some plays. Uh, he had two, uh, they had five br- pass breakups in this game. He had two of those. Um, almost, I thought one he could have possibly picked. He did have some good, re- very good reads. But I'm not sure we can kill a corner who slips on turf that Pitt played on the night before and say he's old and stinks and he needs bench. You know what I mean? And then the other play was Ayuk being awesome. I think those are just facts. I don't think I'm making excuses for these guys. How about this, though? The Niners only had four receivers catch a pass in this game. Uh, and Kittle and McCaffrey only combined for six catches. Ayuk had, was eight targets, eight catches, 129 yards, but only four dudes caught balls in this game. Uh, I mean, you talk about, we have kind of warned you of this going in, they get the ball in their guys' hands, and they play a lot of snaps, and they don't bring guys in off the bench. And boy, did that show. Um, back to the weighty down things. San Francisco was really good on first downs. They had 17 first downs. They had 17 first downs in this game before McCaffrey ripped off that 65-yard run, which was also a first down play. And that made it 27-7. And that's when I think it was officially over. So they they, they ran the ball or, or they had 17 plays that early in the game on first down, which is hard to do and is impressive. And nine of those 17 plays gained at least four more four or more yards. And most were way more than four yards, to be honest with you. But their first down offense was awesome. And I often talk to you guys about early down success rate. Well, they're the poster boy for it. They really are. Um, quick break. We'll come back along these lines. We've got a bunch more similar stuff. So the Steelers dropped back 51 times in this game. Ran the ball very little. And five sacks on 51 dropbacks. Nine quarterback hits allowed on 51 dropbacks. 
Now, I thought some of those were on picket, holding the ball too long, being frenetic, trying to do too much. We've talked a lot about that. But I also think late in the game, it was pin your ears back, hit the quarterback. Who cares one bit about the run? And the Steelers ran very little. So that doesn't really, really worry me. Although the Browns coming up did basically the same thing to Burrow. Nine quarterback hits on 51 dropbacks, but the whole planet knew you were you were throwing the ball. So that's also not an obscene number. It certainly isn't good, but it's not obscene. Um, a little bit of snap count stuff for the uh, skill dudes. They, there were 63 offensive snaps in this game. Um, Allen Robinson and Pickens played 56 each. Remember, Deontay got hurt. But that was a big jump for those guys. Robinson and Pickens playing 56 to 63. Deontay only was out there for 27. And frankly, I thought he was really good in this game. I mean, I thought he was open consistently. He was producing yards after the catch. I mean, yards per route run was ex- exceptional for him. Now, the game wouldn't have been any different. But losing him hurt, obviously. Um, of those 63 snaps, Fryermuth played 32. Calvin Austin played 35. Washington played 24. Hayward played 17. Remember, Fryermuth was banged up too. Um, as for the running backs, Harris played 33. Warren played 25. And McFarland had five and did some good stuff. Now, I thought this was interesting. This is kind of a fantasy nugget, but you can find a lot of good stuff out there at these fantasy sites. So, Najee split early down snaps with Warren. The two running backs saw identical snaps in normal early down situations. Both players touched the ball eight times in this game, with Harris gaining more yards because he had that 24-yard scamper. Um, Harris was still the primary short yardage back, and Warren was the primary third down back. Nothing new there. Harris also played the majority of the snap in the two-minute drill. Typically, typically, that's the third down back's job, but that was Harris. Um, Harris was also the two-minute drill last year, though, too. So this isn't huge things. Most times in most teams, the third down back's the two-minute guy. Here, it is not. Um, the wide receiver rotation, pretty much as expected. Johnson and Pickens led the charge until P- Johnson got hurt. And Robinson came out in 11, three receivers. And Calvin Austin just kind of... Mixed in here and there. But when Johnson went out, Austin was the direct replacement. Uh, Austin's usually the slot, but they kept Robinson in the slot while Austin went out wide. So no Johnson, Austin just became the Deontay. See what I'm saying? Um, but in the first half, f- before taking that shot to the chest, Fryermuth played 27 of 27 or 23 of 27 snaps in the first half. And of the 22 pass plays in the first half, he was out for 18 of them. So don't think for any means he's not a full-time player. Um, speaking of tight ends, though, I do think Washington blocked very well in this game. He wasn't really part of the pass, um, pass attack, but he blocked really well in this game. And I also liked what I saw from Hayward. I mean, I thought overall those two guys performed reasonably well, all things considered. Another rookie, Benton, I thought also played quite well. But I I know that, you know, Hayward getting hurt had something to do with it. But I think Benton's snaps have to go up no matter what, and especially if Cam's out. 
I didn't understand why he wasn't out there even more or sooner. Because meanwhile, Loudermilk got destroyed. I mean, his run defense, he was getting blown up at the point of attack. Real rough game for him. Um, Leal flashed here and there, but he also was fighting through an injury that happened in game. Um, I did like what I saw from a Landon Roberts in the run game. I mean, a downhill thumper as advertised as we expected, but a really long day for Holcomb. I mean, both run and pass. I thought Holcomb was a very subpar player in this game. Um, three other little nuggets here that are kind of larger. Didn't realize this. The Steelers' 30-7 to loss, 23 points for you guys aren't math majors, was their greatest margin of defeat at home in the Mike Tomlin era since 2007. Worst loss ever at home since 2007, since Tomlin's been there. It's only 23 points. I mean, it's saying something, but wow, I didn't realize that. Um, You know, you guys know that I'm into EPA, expected points added. So there were three teams yesterday that won all three phases, offense, defense, and special teams in EPA. That was Green Bay. That was Dallas. That was San Francisco. And collectively, those three teams won 108 to 27. <laughs> I mean, that Dallas game was remarkable. And Green Bay smothered the Bears too, but not much different than San Fran Pittsburgh. So again, those three teams are the only ones that won all three phases. Last thing. One of these Twitter online doctors, his name's Edwin Porras, seems like he does a good job, all in all. But he had this little nugget on Deontay, which, trust me, is not gospel, but he knows more about it than I do. Deontay Johnson was rolled out with a hamstring strain. 52% of players since 2018 missed no time due to a hamstring strain. Well, you know, over 50%. Another 21% missed just one week. The hope is we get Johnson back next week. Now, this is a doctor. And again, his name is Edwin Porras. Does good work. I'm not a doctor, and I will defer to him. But if there's any truth to that or validity to that, then wonderful. I think Deontay is a very key contributor here and played well. Um, all right. Over and out. Take care. See you.